Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the readings beginning on March the 5th, day 64. We read God's regulations on purification by holy water. The thirsty Israelites rebelled again and accused Moses of forcing them into the wilderness in order to kill them. Interesting, Moses angrily said, Must we bring you water from this rock? Then he disobeyed God by striking rather than speaking to the rock. And so God refused to permit Moses and Aaron to enter the promised land. Aaron died on the mountain after passing on the mantle to his son. Edom refused to permit Israel's passage, but God had forbidden war with Edom in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. So the Israelites turned back. Then the king of Arad attacked them, but God gave Israel the victory. The people rebelled again, resulting in death by snakes. This is where the medical profession got the symbol of the snake on a pole. Reference Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. And foretelling detail of Jesus' crucifixion. Reference John chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. Finally, the Israelites enjoyed a few victories that opened the door to Canaan land. March the 6th, day 65. We read how the Moabite king Balak hired Balaam to weaken the Israelites with a curse because he knew that Balaam had a reputation for effectiveness in cursing and blessing. But this time God controlled his tongue so that only blessing came out in all of the three animal sacrifices which were followed by three attempts of cursing, but concluded with the ominous prophecy over the demise of many pagan nations and glorious foretelling of Jesus. Reference Numbers chapter 24 verse 17. Balaam went home unsuccessful, sullen, and empty-handed, but not before exposing a weakness that King Balak was able to turn into a diabolical plan that caused the Israelites to willingly bring a curse on themselves. Be warned, see Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. March the 7th, day 66. We read the consequence of King Balak's implementation of Balaam's insightful and diabolical advice. 24,000 Israelis were killed by a plague. Phineas, son of Eliezer, was named a hero because of his zeal for combating idolatry and displaying zeal for the holiness of God. God responded by giving him a covenant of everlasting priesthood. Reference Numbers chapter 25 verses 10 and 13. Finally, a new census was taken because only Moses, Joshua, and Caleb survived since the last one, as God had said would happen, because all the rest believed the evil report of the ten spies, reference Numbers chapter 13, verses 25 through 33. Moses adamantly reiterated, not one of them survived, Numbers chapter 26, verses 63 through 65. God instructed Moses to divide up and assign portions of the yet unconquered land, I suppose God provided Moses with supernatural knowledge of the layout of the land. I cannot imagine that he had an accurate physical topographical map because Joshua had to send men out to create such a map much time later. Reference Joshua 18 verses 1 through 10. March the 8th, day 67. We read how God showed favor to the daughters of Zelophehad, who had died in the wilderness with no sons to inherit the land. God told Moses to go to the top of the mountain to see the promised land and then lay down to die like Aaron. On March the 13th, we will read that Moses did ask for a pardon so that he could cross the Jordan River, but God only allowed him to climb up to Fisgah's Peak to see in every direction. Instead of sulking, he petitioned God not to leave Israel without a leader. 
God chose Joshua and revealed that the Lord's Spirit was within him. God instructed that Joshua was to have Eleazar to use the Urim to determine the will of God. This must have been a detail that they regretted having not done before attacking the little town of Ai. Finally, God gave instructions on how to execute eight types of offerings from daily to annual. March the 9th. We read the seriousness of keeping any vow to the Lord, keeping a pledge made while under oath and God's explicit standard of a father and a husband's authority and responsibilities over vow-making wives and daughters. Inflicting military revenge on the Midianites for leading Israel into idolatry was God's last campaign for Moses to wage before he was to die. Zealous hero Phinehas, son of Eleazar, led them into battle. Eventually, they killed everyone but 32,000 girls. They divided the plunder, giving half to those who did not fight, an act that David will later make into a law. Then all the generals and captains counted the soldiers to discover that not one Israeli was lost in the battle and responded by presenting Moses and Eleazar the priest with 420 pounds of gold as an offering to the Lord. March the 10th, day 69. We read that the tribes of Reuben and Gad preferred not to settle in the Promised Land. Instead, they wanted the land that was east of the Jordan River because it looked very favorable for their large numbers of livestock. These must have been from the plunder in recent wars. Moses feared that this would again discourage the people from conquering Canaan and bring the Israelite nation to an end. But they promised to go fight with their brothers until the nations were conquered while their wives, children, and livestock remained behind. Moses the first person in scripture to become literate, kept a written record to recount all the stops they made from the Exodus to this point and charged them to drive out all the people, destroy all the images, and demolish all the pagan shrines or suffer the same judgment as that of the Canaanites. This was a directive that they failed to execute. Reference Judges chapter 1 verse 19, verse 21, verse 30, verse 33. Chapter 2, verse 2, verse 21, and chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. March the 11th, day 70. We read what Israel's borders are supposed to be as measured by the creator of the land. God chose Eleazar the priest and Joshua to assign the land grants for the remaining tribes. Cities of refuge were established as a place of protected banishment for anyone who caused an accidental death so that an offended family member could not take revenge on the killer, and women who inherit property were forbidden to marry anyone outside their tribe. Finally, according to God, quote, murder pollutes the land, end quote. So no sacrifice except the execution of the murderer can purify the land from the crime. Reference Numbers chapter 35, verses 33. However, no one could be executed unless the convicting evidence was verified by at least two witnesses. This ends this week's reading. My next episode will begin on the summary of March the 12th. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.